0: A limiting factor to what we can achieve in life beyond the sky is our limit welcome to season two episode 21 of our podcast series the podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of real life experiences with me today is 13 year old indian hasini lakshmi hasini is a freelance writer young journalist a board member of child chapter amongst others hello hasini and welcome to podcast with Sheila.
1: Hi, hi, hi. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so, so excited uh, to interact with you as well. And I hope the audience find this interaction very much interesting to hear. And yeah, please do support the podcast. That's what I would wanna say.
0: Great, it's a delight to have you um, because I read your profile on LinkedIn and I was so impressed at the things you do. So you're gonna talk about everything, but let's take it one step at a time. So do you have a favorite quote? that you would like to share with us?
1: I love uh, quotes because, see, uh, if you just look around my room, right? There is one quote stick in, you know, possibly every corner which you can find. But um, one quote which is most, uh, I guess if I can share two probably, because I am put into so many stuff that uh, inspirational stuff which, I can't uh, deny one and, uh, you know, particularly prioritize one. One I would say is there are no failures, only feedback. Um,
0: This
1: is, right. So this is something which I've been, uh, uh, you know, put into since I was young. Uh, I'll mention it. My dad is actually himself an author, public speaker and writer. So he is much more involved into all of these, uh, you know, Internet, uh, social media speaking, and he has great followers. Like uh, he's addressed so many schools so far. So whenever you know, uh, since I was uh, young, I've been traveling uh, along with him. So that's how I learned about public speaking, and since then I've been uh, listening to this quote so frequently because he talks about it with pride. So there are no failures, only feedback uh, basically means that uh, whenever you fail, it doesn't mean that it is necessarily a failure. And instead, you can take it as a new learning, uh, take it as a new beginning and ensure that you don't do it the next time. And let me tell you something, whenever you fail, that is the very first time you start learning and get experiencing. I mean, you know, that's when you feel that this is wrong and this is something which you're not supposed to do in your feet. Uh, So, I mean, a lot of people do not understand this term in the early beginning, as like I did in entrepreneurship as well. But, uh, you know, some people tend to drop down what they're doing because of this, because they will, uh, you know, not have confidence or probably uh, they won't have the right support, uh, you know, for them to... uh, For example, I had my parents and family Uh, They didn't let me stop, first thing. Second thing, they motivated me to cross the period which I was going through uh, a little bit of criticism and insecurity, which I guess you, I mean, we can talk about later, uh, something every social influencer will have to face. So, uh, yeah, I had family to support, but many people uh, doesn't, right? So at those times, I guess this quote will definitely help. There are no failures, only feedback. Uh, it was a new learning for me uh, and I guess I have improvised from what I have went to the past and uh, I guess people should also do. The second thing is choices have consequences. A very, very, very truly said quote, uh, which is very close to my heart. See, the consequence might be either a good one or a bad one, but it depends on the choice which we make. So, I mean, this applies to every single thing which you do. For example, uh, when you take it in the work I do, if I decide to go and approach few minutes later for my interview, then I'll be the one facing the consequences, right? I need either be confused or the same time, if I choose to be prepared go on time, then I'll be the one facing the right consequences, which is why the interview getting up well. So the same thing works on life circumstances as well. Uh, It depends on you. So always think twice or thrice. Uh, And also think if you're doing it for yourself and then do it. So choices have consequences. That is the uh, top two quotes which I basically love.
0: Wow, wow, wow. Wow. These are deep things you've shared with us. And it's amazing how a 13-year-old like you will be able to enlighten us on every quote you've put out, you get it like that. But from what you from what I gather from everything you have just said, it means you've just followed the footsteps of your dad. And this is so impressive. I was going to ask you about that in um, in the later part, but I'm I'll still ask you because I really want to know how you have generated. Um, along the way to become the beautiful person you are, with so much wisdom and knowledge, and with so much confidence like you are now. But let's let's go. Like I said earlier, let's go one pace at a time till we get there. So tell us a little bit more about you, where you come from, your background, and let's get to know who Asini is.
1: Right. So, okay, first of, before I answer the question itself, thank you so much for the appreciation because this is what which keep motivating me to do more. So I just wanted to mention it before I can move on. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, that was so, so welcoming and uh, I felt so cool right now because, uh, you know, people do feel proud when, uh, you know, other people are the host, which is gonna address them, uh, talk proudly about them. You know? I feel uh, very enlightened basically. So, yeah, (laughs) now let me move on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I am Harsini Lakshmanarayan. I'm an eighth grader. I just turned 13. So, yeah, I'm a teenager and I study in Chetanad Vidyashram, which is in Chennai, Tamil Nadu, India. So, I come from India and uh, I'm happy about it. So, yeah, uh, I come from India and I am the founder of The First Step, which basically is a non-profit organization where we basically aim to inspire and motivate other children uh, in our age to initiate their first step at a young age, which is by interviewing young achievers and doing activities related to that in order to inspire uh, children. So that's what we aim for. We work as a team. Uh, There are about 15 plus children so far in my team. And apart from this, we have a blog page because people have their own priorities, right? Some would want to listen to the videos, Someone would want to read. Uh, so, you know, we wanted to make it easily accessible. But not only this, we also write about some inspirational content. And also in the first step, not only do I uh, do this talk show, apart from this, we also have launched a new series called The World of Seven Lines, um, which basically is, uh, you know, I am not sure if you know about Tirukurail, but uh, if not, let me tell you. No wait, let me.
0: me wait, hold it a bit. Hold it. I think I don't want us to go too quickly so that our listeners right. can get every bit of thing you do. Sure. Yeah. So I read from your profile that you are a freelance writer. Right. What do you write about? And okay. how did writing for you? How did it start?
1: Yeah. Uh, as I said, as my dad is a writer, I'm not sure if it is a gene, but it was built in me. Good. So whenever there is like a literary competition held in my school, right? I would uh, enroll even without uh, informing my parents, basically. So mm-hmm. I'd be the very first one to enroll for the competition, inter-school competitions. That is, you call it a poem, uh, poem writing, article writing, speech. So I'm very, very involved into literature, that one particular vast mm-hmm. subject. So that's how writing started for me. But uh, also that I have been awarded several prizes in this writing. So every time, uh, you know, I attend a competition, right? Um, I guess I can say this with pride. Uh, I ensure that I've been awarded the second or first prize overall. So yeah, at that time it didn't, uh, you know, mean a lot to me. I didn't know that uh, I had this potential. I just did it as a hobby for my happiness because at that point I was used to, uh, you know, being awarded prizes. So that's how I led a life in school. Uh, Then pandemic came. I had uh, totally apart from this, I write for my own blog. Right. So yeah, there journalism works. My own uh, research and stuff works along with my team and the editor there.
0: You have a team you work with.
1: Yeah.
0: Great. How many people are in your team?
1: uh, Close to 15 people. And uh, the best part is that uh, this association is done by children, for the children, by the children.
0: Wait. Do you pay them? Uh,
1: No, we don't pay them because, uh, you know, what we aim for is end of the day, they should uh, get some knowledge and they should provide knowledge back to other people. So we are not paying anybody uh, right now. And uh, as I said, it's a non-profit organization. So yeah.
0: Great, so then let's move on straight to talk about your non-profit organization. So you started it. What's it called?
1: It's called The First Step. So, okay, Uh, yeah. You want me to talk about about-
0: Tell us about the First Step, yeah.
1: Okay, so as I mentioned, The First Step is a non-profit organization where we aim to inspire and motivate young children to initiate their first step at a young age. So the reason behind I named it the first step is because, see, every successful person in life would have this moment, that turning point in their life, uh, which had led them to this part of success where they are you know, grooming right now. So, you know, that one single step is very, very important. And what According to me, I thought is, uh, you know, taking that first step in, you know, in young age would definitely beneficial that child in the future. So he or she uh, could learn a lot and could shine out with their potentials in what they had. Because if, you know, uh, at some point in India, right, uh, not only in India, if you take in uh, anywhere in the world, that child will be asked if what you want to be based out on or what Mm -hmm. you want to study further on. Sometimes the child might be forced by the parents or the societies to study on a particular subject or to take a particular path in their life, which I thought might be cruel at times. And as well, I wanted children to speak out on what they can do and what they are capable of. So that's another idea behind the first step. So we wanted to spread that motivation, that single motivation, which might tend children to initiate their first step at a young age, which I thought is uh, only for me, can be possible by interviewing young achievers, that is child prodigies, children who I had achieved at a young age. Because see, people get attracted and inspired to other people. Whom they might look up to, because I thought these stories are very, very inspirational. You know, for me at a young age. So, if people start looking, if this is possible doing at a young age, why can't I? Then they (laughs) start. So that's the uh, you know idea behind uh, the whole organization, and uh, how it started the pandemic. Uh, So yeah, uh, as I said. I am very more uh, involved in public speaking, hosting, debating, writing and other stuff. So one day my dad approached back in 2020, this happened. Uh, My dad asked me if you want to do something for Father's Day. Uh, I agreed. And then I started interviewing some of my friends for Father's Day. And uh, yeah, then we posted it on social media. Initially, we had no plan. But I was surprised for the fact that it reached so many views. And talking about these views, I'm talking about my expectations. I thought literally 30 people who didn't even see this on YouTube. But it crossed over 500 views. So that was surprising for me because, it I mean, uh, of course, 500 might not be a very big number, if I can mention. But uh, for me, uh, I never thought that this would happen. So then I automatically gained a confidence and I asked my parents if I can continue interviewing people. Then I needed a particular concept, right? Uh, I, can, I can't just be interviewing. So uh, since I was young, I had a dream of inspiring children. So I thought this is the opportunity for me to shine as uh, screen time has also increased. And then we came with this concept. Uh, we created the concept together, me along with my dad, uh, my mentors, uh, that's a few of my dad's friends who've been with me since I was young, who've trained me in public speaking as well. So with all of the others uh, suggestions, as they know what would pop out and what would it as their experience, then that's how it started. So every time I ensure that, uh, you know, And my dad especially ensures that I'm going on the right path and always I do also ensure um, that I want to consult to people before I get into something if this would actually work or not because that's best, right? You don't want to get into something uh, which you are totally not experienced in or without any guidance. So that's how the first step started. To what it has, uh, you know, reached right now. Okay, uh, one more thing. It started, uh, the association was launched officially on 20th of July, which is my birthday. So right. that's another sentimental thing. Uh, and uh, now uh, we finished its one-year anniversary. Uh, we launched our new series. So the to the place where we have, you know, reached right now uh, on to how we started, with zero expectations, I'm very, very proud that the first step uh, has crossed about 54,000 views on our socials. And, uh, you know, the fact that I've addressed so many people right now, uh, we are very, very happy. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm really, really grateful to everybody who supporting me, especially my parents, then my team, uh, then my fellow followers and peers who have been supporting me. So, yeah. Wow, wow,
0: wow, wow. Um, Wow, this is so impressive. You, you realize I just kept quiet, soaking all in you know, all the information, listening to everything you've done. I think you've done marvelously well because it's not easy putting yourself out there. All I say every time I say that, it's not easy putting yourself out there for people to judge you. You get it. Because the moment you, you bring out a phrase, a sentence, a motivational word, the moment you put a video out there, you're giving yourself up for people to judge everything you do. And sometimes people you will not get everybody giving you a thumbs up for what you're doing sometimes they tend to give you a thumbs down and for you to put yourself together and still give them content or still go with the things you're still doing without the negative effects of people bringing you down and still keep you going is a remarkable thing to do as a young person and for everything you're doing i think you're doing marvelously well and i'm glad for to hear that your parents are in support of that what you're doing and they are supporting you 100 that is great i think that if most of the children can be doing the things you do the future looks very bright if we have it all the children doing the things you're doing the future really really looks very bright i'm going to ask you the, the same question i asked um, the lady who came the young girl who came in episode 19 and episode 20 i'm going to ask you the same thing because both of the children i've interviewed previously they are doing so well and it looks like from what they told me i'll find out from you if you're having this do you have friends
1: yeah a lot how -hmm. do they
0: feel about your
1: achievements okay very particular question so answering the question Mm -hmm. when i started like initially back up you know like the first week or something people were confused to see me in such a state because I, I was uh, all day sitting on my computer just not even responding to the text that's how uh, you know sincerely I was into but yeah of course right now uh, I am with my friends the whole time <laughs> one interesting fact which uh, I can probably say but uh, yeah my friends were confused for the fact and uh, Quite some time, you know, they started uh, discouraging in another way that, okay, why do you even have to avoid us doing something that you think uh, would would this even work out, Hastini? And then, slowly, of course, they took back what they said because uh, after seeing me, uh, you know, coming out successfully in other ways, see, I'm not going to say that I am successful yet, but. to the expectations I had, of course, i break it 100 times. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. Uh, so after seeing me in this state, of course, they're also very, very supportive. And um, especially one thing which I am lucky and gifted in is that my society and the people whom I am around, right, really motivate me uh, towards whatever I do, even though they have a lot of corrections to pinpoint, right? which I particularly find isn't uh, exactly direct criticism because I tend to learn a lot when people are going to criticize me. Uh, Except for the fact, if the criticism is going to be way too personal, uh, I tend to avoid it. But the rest of the times if that is going to be about the way I pronounce a word or about my accent or about the way I talk, I tend to take it. Uh, The shorter the time is, the more you have to prepare. Yeah. You can... Easily talk for two hours. But talking for two minutes is when you go through a lot of preparation because, in that two minutes, you'll have to rightly convey whatever you want to talk on those two hours. So, that's uh, very, very concerning occurring to me because the preparation which was put into TEDx was ultimately so much because I thought, okay, it's just going to be me preparing the whole thing, uh, having my dad pinpoint my corrections as usual, correct it. Just do the speech. But what happened is uh, six months ago, the preparation started. Back in uh, November for uh, my April, uh, you know, the TED was on April 2021. Okay. I had to prepare for it to, uh, starting from uh, November, that is 2020. Yeah. So first we were, uh, you know, asked to prepare a short video. Then, you know, content. The part of the speech which I'm going to, that is the content itself, that was being changed, 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 And then, of course, I'm happy about it because that process itself, I learned a lot about what people, you know, look for from a speaker, yeah. what people would get attracted on because, uh, you know, we had experienced mentors who trained a lot of uh, TED champs on TEDx who trained us. So for me, you know, uh, I was put into TEDx at uh, youth KRM public school. There, uh, in in KRM school, they only allow children from their school. But I don't belong to KRM. I am from an outer school. Uh, uh, I was a guest there. So I luckily got an opportunity to do a TED there. Uh, And then, uh, you know, slowly, I uh, I got an opportunity somehow and... uh, they did uh, a qualification like, uh, there were only five people who can do a in that okay. particular, as it was COVID as well. So they had limitations uh, on seats as well. So I was selected into the five, which uh, I particularly find uh, very, very lucky and I'm proud, of course. So uh, then, of course, experience, Amazing experience, uh, lifetime experience, if I can say. Uh, that was so wonderful. Uh, the greatest learning which I have ever had. Not only did they tell me uh, on, you know, only about speaking, only about improving that, also about what people expect for. Uh, I myself got in confidence because I was asked to change my content and uh, I literally, uh, you know, failed every single time in my timing. For a TED, only if you cross 18 minutes, you will be qualified. But for oh. me, the very first time I spoke, it was 21 minutes. Then it decreased to 16. Then oh. it rose up to 17. So, yeah, it started varying. So I was the only person who can do it below 18. Every oh. time I practice in home, I reach up to 18 or 21 minutes. And every time I get back to the stage for rehearsals, it automatically decreases. Whoa. Oh sometimes children are way too young to understand the terms yeah. i talk about i tend to talk of, i tend to talk with their parents uh getting them involved into what i talk then educating their children more or less towards uh you know these terms which they might have to face later because uh, for a child right the first person to break their insecurity would be their parents and peers So Mm -hmm. I want to ensure first let me educate the parents and the other people to educate the children so that they can have a better person whom I'm going to interview. But also uh, you know it's fun preparing uh, talking about me and myself which uh, particularly I find very interesting which I don't often get to do. Right. right? And uh, of course I tend to learn a lot from you by end of the day which uh, you know as said you look up to the people who belong to your field, right? So you, uh, you know, being a host, once, uh, you know, by end of the interview, I would learn uh, the the way you started the conversation. Ultimately, good, which I can improvise while I do my interviews next time. So I tend to learn from uh, every person whom I basically interact with, even with those 60 other children, right? I find them very inspiring. Each one of them are unique in some other way. And uh, so I tend to learn a lot from them, and so do you, right? I mean, so from as well as I do from you, right? So I yeah. will learn, uh, I will learn a lot from you. I believe I will by end of the interview, and I have certainly a lot since we started. So yeah, that's pretty much how it works with me. So uh, that's how it feels. I'm excited the same way. Uh, I. You know, have relief that I don't have to, again, uh, be the host, as I always don't get to. Second thing uh, is that uh, I get to learn a lot. So, yeah.
0: Wow. I, I think it's a great thing you're doing because that that explains why you are the way you are, because you're always learning and you learn from every environment you find yourself in and you always also learn from everybody you meet. So that tells the reason why you are this rich in knowledge and in the things you do, because you've picked from different, different places, and you've put it together as yours. And this makes you very, very unique. Seriously, I don't know how many 13-year-olds will be able to do the kind of things you do. Because from what I see, you do about six, seven things at the same time. So I don't know how many 13 years will be able to do this, because you're in school as well. So how are you able to do everything and then still make sure that your schoolwork is in the right place where it's supposed to be. I hope you get How do you do it? How do you manage your time okay. and put everything together? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, first thing before I answer the question, I want to say that uh, there are many other children apart from me who achieve way more than what I have. Really? Uh, yeah, there are many other children. Uh, but yeah. Uh, this is only ten percent, not only 10%, 7 or eight percent of what it is happening in the world. So many more other children should also be, uh, you know, educated to get involved uh, into the field where they wanted to belong. So yeah, that's what we aim for, and that's what we are doing today. So I hope uh, we educate many more other children and the society that age is just a number; it isn't a barrier, and there is no right time to start. It depends on you so yeah that's one thing and now let me move on this is one important question i guess pretty much everybody has how do you manage between school work and your extracurriculars and work mm-hmm. right uh, even i tend to ask it to my guests because um we're of girl children weren't allowed to study but now of course it has evolved so i believe yeah. it will evolve in the future Mm-hmm. so now we have access to technology mm-hmm. which either might end up being good or bad but yeah if you take the good side of course it's going to be uh it's going to end up being good so yeah apart from that uh of course i guess now children should also be prioritized they should uh, you know be given a choice to speak out what they want to do because many children right they might be incredible in any field. For example, let me say arts. But uh, in India or probably you take any other state, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say, I want to be an artist, people wouldn't prioritize you. If children say, I want to be a doctor, I want yeah. to be an engineer, yeah. I want to be, you know, a yeah. lawyer. Then mm-hmm. uh, an IA is going to face a consequence. Of the face. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And when this confidence is going to get down, right? then ultimately he or she will again be forced to become a doctor, an engineer, or an ISSS. So yeah, uh, please don't do that while doing that. So that's what I want to educate people on. So my mission would be working towards that, that is child empowerment. And uh, yeah, I want to empower children, creating a better uh, you know, society for the next generation so that they can also experience talking about what
0: they want to prioritize and also this generation, of course. Wow, 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 wow. I would like to say a massive thank you, um, Hasini, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. I think that you should keep doing the things you are doing. They are very, very impressive. Empowering other children to be better at themselves. And like you said, I think that all parents should give children the opportunity to explore and be able to follow their dreams and not force our dreams on our children. You get it. Somebody wanted to be a doctor, they will not be able to be that doctor. So when they have a child, they tell the child, you will be the doctor. Yeah. So we are trying to live our lives through our children. And that's very, very bad. I think we shouldn't be doing that. So just like Hassini has said, if you are listening to us, please don't live your lives through your children. Allow the children to live their own lives. They have a path, let them follow it. And by that, they'll be excelling and they will be exceptional children in their generation. So would like to say a massive thank you, Hasini, for coming on podcast with Sheila today.
1: Thank you so much uh, for inviting me. I had a great time today and I hope the people also find this conversation interesting and a podcast with Sheila, uh, you know, I haven't listened to everything, but of course I have listened to one or two and I've read about the page itself. It is so much, so much interesting and I guess all of the guests who've been invited are so much inspiration. So yeah, keep supporting and once again, thank you so much. It's my honor being here. And I hope the people enjoyed and keep supporting the organization. Thank you. So it was you've been listening, been listening. In
0: this is season two, episode twenty-one of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way season guests with inspiring real-life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast to Share on YouTube, and you'll find us. Until we meet again in another episode. Have a great brilliant- day.